0: G'day, everyone, and welcome to The Journey This Week. My name's Jude Hennessy, and I get to bring you this show each and every week with heaps and heaps of really good people from the, the Catholic world who contribute to this thing that is Christian radio and goes out in a whole lot of other ways, too. But we get it as a podcast. Lots of people go to jcr.org.au and they click on a link and they get us to send it to them each week, too, which we're really happy to do. We just hope that we're contributing to people's walk of faith, their discipleship, and we're doing so today. For what in the Catholic Church and lots of churches right around the world who follow a set calendar of, of readings so that we can get through all the scriptures, both Old Testament and New Testament, in a, around about a three-year period, and it's coming to an end as we celebrate a really significant feast day. A feast day is a day where there's feasting, there's joy, recognizing that Christ is the King, the King of the universe. It's known as the Feast of Christ the King or Solemnity of, of Christ the King. And it represents the end of Year A, and next week we'll lead into Advent, that season of preparation for Christmas. So, what does that mean? What does that mean for the average punter? Well, it means we've got some beautiful readings, and the reading that we're going to focus on this week, Matthew 25, 31 to 46. In doing so, we're going to be hearing from some great guys. Father Mark DuBatista Batista contributes so solidly to our show and to Massview at Home which is shown on Southern Cross 10 on television each Sunday morning. He's going to present to us in doing so. Jesus is the King of mercy and hope on this Feast of Christ the King. We'll also be hearing from Father Tony Percy. He's going to take a different take on it a little bit later on the show. He's going to ask us to do a bit of a spiritual audit in our own lives. Really fascinating the stuff you'll hear him say. He just thinks differently, Father Tony. It's great to have him on the show each and every week now in his segment, The Word always very, very pithy, always very straight to the point, just has a different take on things, which I, I love. We'll also be hearing from Mother Hilda Scott, of course. Wisdom from the Abbey. She wants to talk to us about a dud toaster that she's got down there at the Abbey and how it just reminds her a little bit of the way that God operates too. Father Dave Callahan. he's going to talk to us about what it's like to be stuck in the wilderness. There's a bit of that in the scriptures and he's going to uh, talk about what that's like in the Christian journey. And my mate. Father Mike Delaney from down in Tasmania, down in Hobart there, had uh, a beautiful chance to catch up with him earlier in the year at an evangelization conference that they had down there. He wants to speak to us about a favorite passage of scripture, it's from Isaiah, he loves it and he wants to talk about our God of big dreams, he's even got a song linked to his particular God spot this week and we're going to play that for you too. Plus some other great music that Max Norden, our sound editor, has picked out for you. We've got some Meredith Andrews in there, a bit of Matt Maher, Newsboys in the mix too, lots more. But in saying that, we're going to hear from Max Norton now because he also proclaims the gospel for us each week. You've got to proclaim the gospel, not just read it. So let's hear that now, Matthew 25, this story of Jesus saying, it was when I was naked and you clothed me, sick and and you visited me. It was me that you were doing it to. And then we'll hear from Father Mark D. Batista, who's going to start to break it open for us. Lots to get through. It's the the last Sunday of the liturgical year, year A, before we dive into this beautiful Advent season. Lots to get through, as I said. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. So pleased you joined us on the journey.
1: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples... When the Son of Man comes in his glory, escorted by all the angels, then he will take his seat on his throne of glory. All the nations will be assembled before him, and he will separate men one from another, as the shepherd separates sheep from goats. He will place the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you whom my Father has blessed. Take for your heritage the kingdom prepared for you since the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you made me welcome. Naked, and you clothed me. Sick, and you visited me. In prison, and you came to see me. Then the virtuous will say to him in reply, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and make you welcome, naked and clothe you, sick or in prison and go and see you? And the king will answer, I tell you solemnly, in so far as you did this to one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did it to me. Next, he will say to those on his left hand, Go away from me with your curse upon you to the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you never gave me food. I was thirsty, and you never gave me anything to drink. I was a stranger, and you never made me welcome. Naked, and you never clothed me. Sick and in prison, and you never visited me then it will be their turn to ask, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, a stranger or naked, sick or in prison, and did not come to your help? Then he will answer, I tell you solemnly, in so far as you neglected to do this to one of the least of these, you neglected to do it to me, and they will go away to eternal punishment, and the virtuous to eternal reward the gospel of the Lord and now the gospel reflection with Father Mark de Battista.
2: every year we celebrate this feast of Christ as the universal king of the universe and indeed all of the mystery of Christ has unfolded for us but the interesting thing about today's feast is that all of the other aspects of Christ's mystery have happened in the past today we're celebrating something that is yet to come, that Christ will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. Those who recognize him, those who do not recognize him, his friends, his enemies, everybody will be subject to him. So today's feast in particular, as we listen to the gospel we just heard, ought to touch those many of you who are at home, in your nursing homes, in prison, isolated and alone. This gospel is about you in a particular way. Now, interestingly, when Jesus comes again to cast his final judgment, it's not going to be something that will take for hours or days or months. It will all happen in the twinkling of an eye, as St. Paul tells us, in another place. And all this judgment will be revealed to all the world. But interestingly, our Lord doesn't ask, well, Did you go to Mass every Sunday? Did you say your prayers every day? Have you kept all the Ten Commandments? Notice how they're missing from the Gospel. What he does include, however, are those practical questions. That works of mercy, the spiritual and corporal works of mercy especially. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to see me. I was naked and you clothed me. Hungry you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me to drink. This ought to be very much a confronting point for each one of us. But indeed, before Christ comes again in glory, the church tells us, that there will be a time of great trial, a time of real tribulation. And in fact, we hear about this or read about this, rather, in the Catechism of the Catholic Church from paragraph 675 to 677, where the Church mentions about the great deception that will come about across the whole world about the Antichrist coming out in the open, and this will test everyone's faith who is alive at that time. And so today's feast, as we prepare for the Lord's coming, ought to be something that is hopeful and life-giving for us as we pray in the end of the Eucharistic prayer, as we wait in joyful hope for the blessed coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. May we all stand firm and be able to resist the difficulties around us as we long for the coming of Christ in glory. Amen.
3: You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full.
4: I'm forgiven because you were forsaken. I'm accepted. You were condemned. And I'm alive and well. Your spirit is within me. Because you died and rose again. I'm forgiven. Because you were forsaken. I'm accepted. forsaken I'm accepted you were condemned I'm alive and well your spirit is within me because
3: To the journey, Music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full.
1: Now, wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda.
5: We have two toasters at the Abbey. We need them both for breakfast. One of the toasters bit the dust a couple of weeks ago and now we have a new toaster and a dud toaster that's seen better days. I went to make some toast the other morning on the new edition but it didn't quite do the job I'm used to. It was probably doing a proper job and making toast look the way it should. I glanced with a certain nostalgia at the dud toaster and since then we have formed a new partnership. I know just how to set the thing in order to get the toast I like. Now this is in direct contradiction to the way it should be. I set it so low that in in the normal way of things I should just end up with a piece of hot bread but not on my friend, the dud toaster. It's perfect. I thought that it's a little bit like that with God and us. He knows exactly how he likes things to be, and so we expect that he will sensibly choose the most reliable, the newest and most capable means of getting that done. Yet so often he acts in direct contradiction to this. He chooses you and me. He chooses the dud toaster. He chooses the one who needs to be programmed differently to yield the best there is. It's got nothing to do with us at all. After all, we're duds. It has everything to do with God who wants what we can produce and best of all wants us. God will use you today to smile at a total stranger on the bus, to offer a courteous word to someone who's rude to you, to simply walk through the streets with goodwill in your heart, to do all manner of things, and it won't matter a jot if you get it right or not. You are doing things your way, and in the end, it's all up to God. What Paul said in the first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 1, verses 27 and 28, is absolutely correct. God chooses what is weak by human standards. Let's be proud of our dud toaster status. We have indeed been chosen.
0: Thanks so much to Mother Hilda Scott there. What a great piece. She called it the dud toaster. And isn't it amazing how Mother Hilda, always trying to look with the eyes of God, can pick out something like a a toaster that's on the blink, that's maybe not doing what it's supposed to, and turn that into a God story and how God can relate and still use us. That's typical. Mother Hilda, thank you so much. She's been a long-time contributor to this show and... Wisdom is what she's got. That's what's called Wisdom from the Abbey, and it's just great to have her each and every week on the show. Come up now, some more music for you. Chrissy Metz, Talking to God. We've already heard from Newsboys. After the break, there'll be some music from Matt Maher. Lord, I Need You, Love It, and a different take on today's Gospel from Matthew 25. Jesus saying, I was naked and you clothed me and you visited me. That's the essence of the Gospel. Well, Father Tony is going to use that as the basis for challenging us to do a bit of a personal, spiritual audit. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. So glad you've joined us this week on The Journey.
6: I was catching up with an old friend. Nothing too heavy, just checking me. How's it going? How's your mom and then? And for once he talked more than me. said, I hear a lot about you around here. Yeah, I know it's been one of them years I get it, man, you do the best you can Still wind up on your knees I was talking to God
3: on the journey. Faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness.
6: Lord, I come I confess Bowing you I find my rest
4: Without you Your grace is more, grace is found, is where you are, where you are.
6: Oh
1: Father Tony Percy with The Word. This
7: week a spiritual audit. The end of the church's liturgical year is upon us with the feast of Christ the King. The feast was instituted by Pope Pius XI in 1925, so in a few years we'll have the anniversary, the 100th anniversary of the feast. It was instituted I think to to combat all the isms, Marxism, communism, Nazism, uh, capitalism you name it all these utopian visions of society which don't exist they're, they're promised to us by these ideologues but nothing uh, sort of approximates a perfect society as we all know the word utopia in fact means no place the feast uh, is, of christ the king is there to remind us that there are you know no utopias the only great utopia will be the final resurrection and uh, life with with christ himself The gospel we have is from Matthew, naturally enough, it's year A. And uh, we have the final parable uh, that Matthew presents to us. It's the final judgment. It's as dramatic as it is comforting in so many ways. I was hungry, says Jesus, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was imprisoned, you came to visit me, etc., etc. Or, I was hungry. And you did not feed me. I was thirsty and you did not give me a drink. I was in prison and you did not come to see me. If we do what Jesus is asking us to do, that is to see the image and likeness of God and his presence, another deeper level, his presence, especially those in need. If we do that, then we'll be at his right hand side. If we don't, we will not be at his right hand side. We will receive a a severe judgment. It's quite dramatic. There's no doubt about it. Although as John Henry Newman said, well, and when it comes to God, some people just won't be able to stand God's presence. So it's not as if God is condemning them. No, they just don't want to be in God's presence. So they make the call. They make the, the option. So right here at the end of the year, we're, we're really being asked to, to do a spiritual audit. We're not going to be judged on uh, the quality of our prayer life or how many great sacrifices we made. As important as these things are, we're going to be judged on whether we recognized Christ in people, in every human being, but most especially in the needy. So it's a spiritual audit for me, and it's a spiritual audit for you, for for the whole lot of us. Let's take the opportunity and not miss the opportunity that's present here. Let me finish on saying to you that the the dignity of the human person, the fact that we're not only made in God's image and likeness, but Christ is dwelling deeply within us This is the first foundation stone of a free and fair society. The second is the common good, the pursuit of the common good, which is all those conditions, all those conditions which help a human being flourish in body, soul and spirit. I think of health in particular, think of education, but there's others. And this is most important. So in other words, we're putting aside our self-interest, and we're pursuing public interest. We're trying to help create a society where everyone gets the same chance at it. Whether they take it, that's up to them. Some will, some won't. But we can't have the situation that we now are seeing in society, in Western democracies in particular, also very much in Australia, of these minority groups that are sort of getting inside and manoeuvring and getting special treatment, and others are not. No, we don't want that, we want everyone having the same opportunity, that means the common good. So this is a a very important uh, reality, the common good, pursuing the common good to allow human beings to flourish. The third foundation stone, going back to Pius XI, is the principle of subsidiarity. So he was concerned that people were opting out of participating in society. So think of it this way, you've got the government up here, you've got intermediary institutions here, then you've got the human being. Well, the the human being is being called to participate in all these institutions, in intermediary institutions that lie between uh, the human person and the government. And we've got to participate. So think of all the groups you can in society, sporting groups would be one that comes to mind in Australia very much, but but also all the religious groups, uh, the Christians, the Jewish people, Islamic people, getting involved Involving ourselves in, in those activities that actually make a large difference uh, to people's lives. If we don't, if we don't get involved, then what will happen, Pius XI said, is that the, the government will have to step in and do it. And that's what we don't want. We want a free and fair society. We don't want the government coming down and telling us what to do. They, they've got their jobs to do, of course, governments. And they've got a, big, a, a large role to play in providing for the common good. But they, they're not there to do everything. So this is, a, again, this is a great call, this is a great weekend to think about our, how we're participating in those intermediary institutions. And the fourth foundation stone, of course, is the principle of solidarity, which is coming back to the first, that, that is of really coming to the need of people, especially in their great need. I mean, you can think of a defenceless in, infant, you can think of elderly people in a, in a particular way that these people are all around us, they're all around us in our families. They're all around us in our society. So the principle of society, love your neighbour as you love yourself. And that's what we, uh, we really want to do. That. That's the principle of, of subsidiarity and solidarity. It's really work together well uh, to help us create this free and fair society. So those four foundation stones, again, lock them away in your memory. Don't forget them when you're talking to people. Don't forget them when you're going to meetings, when you're participating in your schools, participating in your sporting clubs, etc. One, the dignity of the human person, two, the uh, pursuit of the common good, all those conditions that help a human being flourish, three, the principle of subsidiarity, get involved in those intermediary institutions, and fourth, most importantly, the principle of solidarity, come to the, the aid of those that are most vulnerable, most in need. Thanks so much to
0: Father Tony Percy there. That got me right between the eyes. Spiritual audit, focusing on the other, looking for Christ in the people that a lot of people look away from, that avoid, that ignore. Well, some great insights there for us from Father Tony, who's asking us to do a spiritual audit to live in solidarity with people that we need to to keep in the centre of our vision, to lift up. Okay, after the break, we're going to be hearing from Father Dave Callaghan. His segment is The Call, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about the wilderness and getting stuck in it and what to do when that's part of your journey, as it inevitably will be, as part of the Christian life. More music first up though. Meredith Andrews, the song Your Kingdom Reigns. And a little bit later in the show, don't forget, we're going to be hearing from one of my favourites, Father Mike Delaney from down in Tasmania. He's a champ. Hope you're enjoying today's show. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy and you're still on the journey.
6: By your blood, you have paid it.
3: Faith, hope, love and life. This is The Journey. Here are the missionaries of God's love with The Call.
8: The scriptures tell us that it took 40 years for the Israelites to journey from Egypt to the Promised Land. Google Maps suggests that you can walk this distance in about 160 hours. The reason that it took so long was because the Israelites were not walking. They became stuck in the desert for 38 years purely because they couldn't bring themselves to leave behind the good things of Egypt. They could remember all of the good food that they used to have in Egypt, and they couldn't trust that God was going to provide something better in the Promised Land. And so they pitched their tents and didn't move beyond the desert. This has always been an image of the Christian journey. We have been set free from sin through the waters of baptism, Yet whenever the journey becomes difficult, we are tempted to look back at the life we used to live, and doubt the promise that God has made to us. Many Christians end up in a place where they are not growing in faith or journeying closer to Jesus, because they are stuck in the desert of doubt and temptation. If you don't feel like you're moving anywhere in your Christian journey, spend some time reflecting on the faithfulness of God and the promises that He has made to us in the Scriptures then pack up your tent and start walking. I'm Father Dave Callahan from the Missionaries of God's Love. Find out more about us at
0: mglpriestsandbrothers.org. Thanks so much to Father Dave Callahan there. Some reflections on the desert, the wilderness, the wandering time of uh, the chosen people after they left Egypt and how that's mirrored in the Christian journey too you're lucky with the contributors to this show. Here are from people like Father Dave. We've already heard from Father Tony and Mother Hilda. But Father Mike coming up after the break. We're just really lucky to have the quality and calibre of these people who contribute so generously to this show. It's all available for free. They give it freely. The Gospel's free. That's what they keep telling me. Don't forget you can go to jcr.org.au. You can click on anything there from stuff you've heard on today's show. You can listen to the whole show. You can just pick out little segments from these God- spots, you can pass them on to other people, you can sign up and we can send it to you each week. I know that most people are listening in via their local Christian radio station. We go from east to west and north to south. There's so many wonderful partnering radio stations who take the show each and every week. We love what they do in this ministry that's Christian radio and it's just a privilege to contribute to it. Make sure you support me When you hear those ads on the local radio stations asking for your support, these ministries only occur because the generosity of people, and the generosity generally comes from that prompting God puts on your heart. So if he's doing that for you today, make sure that you do what you need to in supporting your local Christian radio station, or for that matter, just your local community radio station, because we know that there's a number of them who take the show each and every week too, and it's just a privilege to be on their airwaves as well. After the break, Father Mike Delaney had the best Italian feed with him just a few months ago. When he hosted us down there, he... Said to myself and my wife, Kerry, come on, let's go and have a a feed in one of my favourite restaurants, which we did in Hobart. I have, I think think I'd have to say it's probably one of the best feeds I've had in my life, just a beautiful Italian feed, simple. Anyway, he loves the simple things of life and he also loves to dream big dreams under the influence of God, and that's what he's going to speak to us about after the break, God in the Everyday, a piece he's called God of Big Dreams. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. We're getting near the end, but... You're still on the journey.
3: Together on the journey. Faith, hope, and love for life in all its fullness.
1: And now, seeing God in life's everyday events, here's Father Mike Delaney.
9: I'm certain there are many of you who have a favourite passage of Scripture. In fact, I'll admit to having several. As well as passages from the Gospel, I have a few from the Old Testament. Recently, one of those passages was part of our Sunday scripture readings the passage from Isaiah 55, verses 10 and 11. So I reflected on the passage in preparation for my message that weekend. I recalled a worship song I'd heard recently, which stuck in my mind. I've asked Jude whether he might be able to play it after this Godspot. The song is God of Big Dreams by Jen Bostic. As the passage ends, the Lord says, The word that goes from my mouth does not return to me empty without carrying out my will and succeeding in what it was sent to do. And I wondered if this wasn't just what the Lord dreamed, but that it was his plan for us since the beginning of time. I know that might sound a little trite, but there are so many passages from the prophet Isaiah which speaks about the coming Messiah and how his life would be directed towards our redemption. So to hear the Lord say to Isaiah that his word would fulfill his will makes this passage so powerful as it foretells God's plan for us. Many of you might have heard me speak about a bee hag, a big hairy audacious goal, some time back in a previous God's Then I spoke about the challenge that we were being given by our Archbishop to pray for a greater response by the church in Tasmania to becoming missionary disciples. Today I'd like to suggest another hag, and it comes from the priestly prayer of Jesus from John chapter 17 verse 21. There Jesus prays, May they all be one. Father, may they be one in us as you are in me and I am in you, so that the world will believe it was you who sent me. This is especially important because this podcast is played across over 30 Christian radio stations throughout Australia, whose aim is to spread the gospel message far and wide. So in a way, both my BHAGs are involved in this dream, that the people in my state of Tasmania might grow deeper in their relationship with God and so be witnesses in the world, and that we will work with our Christian sisters and brothers so that the word that goes from my mouth does not return to me empty without carrying out my will and succeeding in what it was sent to do. In case you're wondering how a bee hag might be described, it's a clear, compelling goal that seems unreasonable and slightly out of reach, but you believe you can achieve it. Yes, Lord, you are a God of big dreams. Help us to dream big too.
6: You are the God of big dreams. You said that I do great things know my heart and hear me when I sing. You are the kind of big tree You carry my burdens, carry my weight. Never give me more than I can say. See that
0: was Jen Bostic, God of Big Dreams. That's the song referred to by Father Mike Delaney in his very, very awesome piece to finish the show of the same name, God of Big Dreams. That's God in every day. And as we dive into this Advent season, that's from tomorrow. Preparation for the most wonderful, ridiculous, salvific plans of God that we didn't see coming. This was a secret clandestine rescue mission of the highest order. In the form of a little baby, which we, we have with the manual, God is with us, Jesus at Christmas. Talk about the God of big dreams. That's where we'll be heading next week as we dive into the Advent season with lots of reflections that will be coming from our little Advent booklet series, which has been picked up in, I think about 80,000 copies are being used in small groups around Australia, but so powerful. And so you'll be hearing some great insights from the many good contributors that we've got to to that booklet. Really looking forward to that, and I hope you can join us next week as we do that four-week run into the Christmas season. Hasn't it gone quick this year? But let's rejoice. Let's finish well and spend plenty of time just reflecting on the goodness of God that we have in this Advent and Christmas season that's just in front of us. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. I'm so glad you joined us this week on The Journey.
1: The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy. And produced by Max Norden on Darawal country in the office of the Bishop for the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.